Yeah, I think the internet goes through these big bubbles every once in a while where people find out, like right now, the big crazes and webinars, and you just see it like crazy on Facebook. Everybody has a landing page, get you onto a webinar, then they can upsell you and stuff. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. What's the number one problem all businesses face? It's not sales, marketing, or product market fit. It's hiring. We know just how hard it is, so we've compiled 25 hiring tips from top CEOs that I've interviewed here on Growth Everywhere and put it into a free resource just for you. Text 25 tips to 33444 to get the free resource now. Again, it is 25 to number 25 tips, T-I-P-S, to double three triple four, and you'll get the free resource. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Growth Everywhere, where we interview entrepreneurs and bring you business and personal growth tips. Today, we have Zach Johnson, who is an affiliate marketing powerhouse, and he owns Rise of the Entrepreneur, which is a podcast, uh, blogging.org and zachjohnson.com. Zach, how are you doing today? Hey, Eric. Thanks so much for having me here. Everything is great, and we're going to be talking about some awesome stuff. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. So why don't you talk about your background a little bit? Because we often don't have a lot of affiliate marketers on this show, and I think this is a important topic that people, especially in the tech world, need to uh, you know really get their hands around or get their head around. Yeah, so I got started way back in 1995, just a kid in high school. Internet was coming out, and I knew there was a way to make money with it, but I just had to figure it out. So I actually made my first dollar online through doing banner advertising where people were actually paying me to make a banner for them in the AOL web diner. So I would make them a banner and they would send me a dollar in the mail because this was way before anything like PayPal was around. So that was actually how I made my first dollar and it was a mission then to find out how I could make some real money after that. And I eventually was making my own websites, building my own content, and then I found the Amazon affiliate program. And I started sending traffic from my website over to Amazon. And then I realized this was actually starting to pick up. So what I did was create a celebrity directory, which had all the different movies and music. Because back then in 95, Amazon only sold uh, music, movies, and books. And they had like a 5 to 15% commission that they were paying out. So in short, I had a lot of people coming to my website through the search engines, clicking on links that would send them over to Amazon. And I ended up doing well over six figures in sales with Amazon within just a few years. And this was still I was while I was still in high school. And this actually pushed me into learning about CPA marketing, which is affiliate marketing on a cost per action basis. So I could make money off people performing different actions on my site, such as subscribing to a free magazine or completing a survey so I could make money off this audience without needing them to actually pull out their credit card. And I really learned a lot about affiliate marketing, the front end, the back end, started creating my own website, did lead generation of my own. So I had my own affiliate offers on Commission Junction. People were coming to my website, other affiliates were promoting it, and then I was getting that data, building on my own site. And this just kept continuing on until 2007 when I really launched my own product and brand at zachjohnson.com. And the purpose of that site is to help everybody else learn what I've done over the previous years so they can start doing it as, as well. Got it. Okay. And um, what, uh, so the, can you, can you talk about the product for a second? 
The product at ZachJohnson.com? Yes. So the product is basically my brand. And through ZachJohnson.com, I've been able to sell advertising on the blog, come out with... Uh, Actually, blogging.org is a result of everything that Zach Johnson has done, and that's the real product that I have today, and that's a membership-based course. But when I decided to go from an affiliate marketer to becoming a ZachJohnson.com brand and putting myself out there as an expert and authority, that's when things really started to explode because I got all new opportunities. I got to speak at different conferences, work with people all the time, and all of that authority and getting well-known in this space is what ties into blogging.org and people wanting to be able to work with someone that is actually legitimate in this space. They don't have to worry about someone not being there or just coming out with a sales page that has like a shady history. But with ZachJohnson.com and everything else, I have everything out there that already represents what I've been able to do. Got it. Okay. So, you know, you were promoting affiliate stuff before, which means, you know, you're, affiliate, you're, promoting, you're promoting other people's products. So when you created your own product, I mean, you know, what, what, do you, what are we talking in terms of revenue difference between a, your own product versus like promoting someone else's stuff? Yeah. When you're an affiliate marketer, it's just so much more a different world, I would say. Because when you're an affiliate, you don't have to worry about sales, transactions, customers, products, customer support, inventory, anything like that. All you have to do is take an affiliate link, find out how to get traffic to it that converts cheaper than the cost that it actually does. The middle ground is what you make for profit. When you have your own product, you then have to worry about customers, landing pages, hosting, creating sales pages that you know convert. So it's a huge difference between the two. And it takes a lot of time and uh, really studying what works to make that jump from an affiliate to actually the product owner. Got it. Okay. Now, you know, in terms of traffic for, you know, the, the sites that you have going on right now, I'm at, you know, blogging.org um, and, and, you know, even Rise of the Entrepreneur. I mean, how are you doing uh, in terms of, you know, traffic for those and just ballpark? Uh, it really fluctuates over time depending on how much I might be trying to promote it. But there's always traffic coming through organically. So there's thousands of people hitting all the sites on a daily basis, whether it be one to 2,000 a day on average if I'm not posting new content. And it can go anywhere upwards of 5,000 plus per day if I'm pushing out content. And I like to do a lot of promotion as well, such as doing podcasts and doing guest articles on other websites. And each of these sites ties into a mailing list as well. So for every person that comes to the site, a decent amount of them sign up to mailing list and that just continually grows over time. Awesome. And how has, you know, you're talking to me on a podcast right now, but you know, I'm looking at your podcast. You have Gary Vaynerchuk, you have John Loomer, the, the Facebook ads guys. I mean, you know, how has podcasting helped your business in general? Yeah, definitely. And this all goes back to when I created my brand at ZachJohnson.com and put myself out there. And the podcast that I have today wouldn't be what it is if I didn't make all those previous relationships and actually establish myself as an expert in this space. So now by doing interviews and having these other experts on my show, it actually allows me to expand myself into other areas where people don't know me as well because like I'm on this show, I'm going to be promoting it to my audience. So my audience is going to be learning about you and your audience is going to be learning about me. So it works both ways. So no matter how you get out there, podcast is a great way to do it. Guest blogging. I know you write for a lot of uh, sites like Forbes and Entrepreneur. So it's all about getting your name out there and establishing that authority. Got it. Okay, cool. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Um, so, you know, when you're doing, when you're thinking about creating a new product, you know, everyone uh, tends to know that, you know, info products, you know, great m margins and all that. But when do you know it's the right time to create a product that the audience will actually want it? Like, how do you go about that process? I, when I create a product, I like to pick something that I'm actually heavily invested in and I already have experience in that space. 
Because there's two ways to do it. There's you create a product and you hand it off to a team and pretty much it's outsourced and you can run with it. And then there's other products where you actually build it and you're the face behind that. So that's the product concept I'm usually more used to. And I find that when I build a website and it has a decent amount of people coming to it and I've already monetized it enough through whether I'm doing reviews or on-site advertising and I already have a newsletter in place, there's that next level that people are looking for. That's usually when I'll jump into the next method for creating something that is really its own product or at a higher premium. Got it. Okay. Now I'm looking at blogging.org right now. We're jumping into your product a little more and it's, it's basically, uh, you know, so Basically, the the quote unquote lead magnet, uh, the ebook or whatever you're giving away. Uh, maybe it's a webinar invite. I'm, I'm staring at it right now. So it's it's. Let me show you how top bloggers are making millions. Can you explain the whole process? Um, you know the you know the the page that we're landing on right now, and take us through. You know, uh, what actually leads up to a, a what what is a conversion? Yeah. So when someone goes to blogging.org, you're going to see a page. They can watch the video on top, or they can just directly put in their email address. And that's going to send them to an autoresponder. But on the next page, it's also going to give them an opportunity to get a seven-day access for $1. And if they continue with that, they will get billed $97 per month to gain access. And a new course unlocks every week. And there's over 100 different videos in there spread across eight different modules. So over eight weeks, they would eventually get all the content. And then they'll also have access to the private Facebook group. So once they put their email address in, they're going to get an autoresponder. They're also going to get an invite for an upcoming webinar. And then they're going to get the next page that gives them the offer for $1 to try it for seven days. And if they don't do the trial for seven days, that's fine because I'm going to follow up with an autoresponder series that's going to deliver them a new video over uh, the next six to 10 days. It's going to release a new video every time showing them everything from setting up a blog for the first time, how people are making money with social media. And the concept behind blogging.org is to walk someone through the process of whether they're starting for the first time or whether they already have experience in the space, but to pretty much go through every asset and how they can really expand into that new space. So it's all about getting people on there that are already interested in blogging and then giving them enough content and eventually convincing them that it'll be well worth it for them to actually sign up and access the back end and community. Got it. And what tools are you using for like these autoresponders and these membership uh, websites? Yeah, so the membership website is powered by Wishlist Member. And my programmer does all that stuff because I don't really deal with all the coding and stuff. Then I have lead pages as the page that you actually see when you go to blogging.org. And then that funnels into a Weber for the mailing list. And I'm also using samcart.com, which is a a payment processor and a landing page for uh, processing orders. So when I do webinars, and I also use GoToWebinar for the webinars, they'll kind of funnel into each other, but there's a lot of different components in place. Got it. Okay. And how long are these members typically staying? I mean, you have you know 97 recurring per month. Usually you see around two to three months because at that point they're either dedicated and they're going to keep going or they're kind of just sitting around and then realize that they're getting billed and they're not going to pay attention or not. So that's usually a good t- uh, way to get people to like have a good idea of how long they're going to stick around. And that seven-day period is really for people to get in there and see what they're going to get as a member. But once they get into the Facebook group and they start talking, that's really when you can tell someone's going to stick around for the long term because it's a private Facebook group and it has all the members that everybody is already a member. And I'm in there constantly talking to everybody. So if somebody has a question, I'm in there within like just a couple hours at the most and I'm answering questions. And that's a big value because for someone who's starting a blog the first time or trying to find out how to make money and make their campaigns profitable, if they're doing that on their own, that can take them hours and hours 
and really end up at the same place they were hours ago. But if they go online into a forum where there's like private community and I'm in there answering questions, I can give them the right answer and what they need to know in basically five seconds. Got it. Now, do you think, you know, a business like this, you know, you, you see a lot of these, uh, these info products and membership sites popping up. I mean, is this a business that allows you to pretty much, you know, if you wanted to work from, I don't know, like, like a tropical island or something like that, you'd have to, you know, this would support that lifestyle? Yeah, pretty much. I would say anything on the internet, you can work anywhere because I've always just needed my computer and internet access. And I've worked on everything from creating my own sites, just having millions of people on mailing lists to running blogs and having my own products and doing what I'm doing today. And it doesn't matter if I was in New Jersey, California, or another country. As long as I'm on the internet, it's all easily done. Got it. Yeah. Something like this, you know, it, it really requires, you know, your kind of your input and you to put together the courses. Um, you know, when I look at startups, um, you know, more in the San Francisco area, um, you know, it's, they have to have the team in the same spot, uh, things like that. So, you know, there's not as much flexibility. But when I look at something like this, um, you know, it's, it's something that allows a lot more, um, you know, a lot more of that, you know, freedom, um, so to speak. So the, you know, when you look at Facebook, you know, I look at a lot of ads that pop up and it's, it's a lot of people that are, you know, there's a lot of crappy stuff out there, right? You know, it's, it's all people trying to do, um, you know, they have info products, they have membership sites and things like that, things like that. You know, obviously you have something that where you've produced, you know, great stuff, but do you think there's like a bubble popping up where it's just like, people are just really trying to take advantage of unsuspecting people where it's just like, yeah, send them to a lead page, get them to opt in and then just try to push them ag- offers aggressively. Do you think there's a bubble that's happening with this stuff? Yeah, I think the internet goes through these big bubbles every once in a while where people find out like right now the big crazes and webinars and you just see it like crazy on Facebook. Everybody has a landing page, get you onto a webinar, then they can upsell you and stuff. But the people aren't stupid and they see this all over the place. And the ones that actually are good, they're going to get weeded out from the crowd. And then it's at the times when people sign up for stuff and they start telling other people, that's when you know that your stuff is of quality because other people actually become advocates of your brand. And then you don't go online and see reviews of people bashing your stuff and say, I paid for this and it was garbage. They wouldn't give me a refund. So it's really about going back to the brand and having other people out there to vouch for you. And that's always going to help your business long term. Cool. All right. So, you know, I'm looking at your, your page right now, blogging.org. You know, obviously you said this is a lead page, but, you know, you're, you're probably, you're the one that put together the copy for this page, right? Right. Okay. So, it, you know, in not a lot of people nowadays, um, I mean, obviously in your world and my world, you, you hear about, uh, you know, copywriting, you hear about sales funnels and things like that. I mean, what's the best way for people to start really, you know, getting better at, at copywriting in general? Yeah, I would say not only to just actually start writing stuff down and then tweak it as you go along, but you're also going to want to split test because even if your copy is garbage or amazing, switching things like a green button to a red button, that can make more difference than your text. So you need to continually split test even the smallest things, putting the video on the left side or putting the video on the right side because things like that are really going to be the immediate things because you look at blogging.org and most people right when they get to the page they're going to click that link and they're not going to read through all the text or watch the whole video and you're also going to want to see what other people are doing as well and like you mentioned on facebook ads people are coming out with different ad copy all the time and different landing pages and you can really when you see a page and you go wow that's good it's probably that other people are going to see that page and think the same thing so you can actually get ideas from the other people out there as well then split test your landing pages versus a concept like theirs and can just continually see what's working better. Okay. Now for this page, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you're driving Facebook traffic to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually with Facebook, I've uh, built out my own landing pages to get people to attend a webinar because that just works out for higher end product prices. Got it. Okay. So this, uh, so you're not using, you're using a custom uh, page for this and are you, are you doing an automated webinar or are they always live? They've always been live, but I have been looking at how to automate it. I know people that have found it to work well for them automating, but the conversions are almost always lower because you don't have that engagement at the, be- at the beginning and the end of the webinar where you're doing live Q&A. But you can definitely do both. And if you're pushing a massive amount of volume through Facebook ads, it's probably best to go automated because you don't want people to have to wait several days before you do a webinar if you don't only doing one or two a week. But it's definitely another thing that you would want to split test. Okay. And what type of conversion rates are you seeing between the live webinars and you haven't run automated, but uh, what have you heard about the automated in terms of conversion rates? I would say from what I've heard, automated ones convert about 30 to 50% less than live ones. And again, I think it's all about that real engagement of people wanting to be able to ask questions. And if they're typing in that chat room and then if they're not getting a response, they're probably going to leave. Got it. And what type of conversion rates are you seeing just ballpark? It's been fluctuating based on the different uh, angles that I'm targeting on Facebook, but I can see anywhere in between five to ten percent sign up ratio. Got got it, five to ten percent. You know, I've had some trouble. You know, we're trying to trying to drive some traffic to you know the product that I have right now, and we just we we've struggled at driving just people to getting people to sign up for the webinar. So, I mean, do you have any tips around you know just having more success on and just getting you know attendees in general for your webinar from Facebook ads? Yeah, what what works well for Facebook ads is we do retargeting where I can retarget everybody that's already on my mailing list. So people that are already receiving my newsletter who know who I am, they're going to see my ads on Facebook. And also I can do retargeting from people who visit blogging.org or visit zachjohnson.com. So when they go onto Facebook, they're going to see my ads and I don't have to pay a ton of money to people who potentially don't know who I am. And still signups are going to range in that 2 to $5 per signup range. For, and then how many people actually uh, attend your webinar is going to be a lot lower than how many people actually sign up to it. So first, you're going to want to get people onto your webinar mailing list. You're going to have the people that attend your webinar. And then you're going to hit that mailing list again saying, okay, here's a webinar replay for anybody who couldn't make it. So you may be able to convert a few people on that extended autoresponder as well. But the big thing is getting people to the webinar and getting them to stay. Okay. And what type of attendance rates are you seeing in general? I've seen usually between 30 to 60%. And that's a big swing, but it's some days work better than others. I usually do 3.30 to 4 p.m. Eastern time on Thursdays. And the webinar is usually an hour to an hour and a half long. I would like to make it shorter, but that's really what it's come out to for me to try and cover all the content and answer all the Q and I got it. So there's no science be, be, between the behind the, you know, 30 to 60%. It just kind of happens, right? Yeah. It's just, you can't really determine what people are doing with their lives or where they're working. And it's tough because I like to survey people all the time and ask what works well. So what I'm planning on doing is doing two webinars per week, one early in the day and one later in the day. So I can uh, cater to people in different time zones. Got it. Okay. Yeah. The, the 5%, I mean, I'm sorry, the $5 number that you're actually giving around the, you know, just, uh, the CPA for just getting attendees, that seems like, you know, pretty decent for the, for the most part, because, uh, when I talked to Rick Mulready, he runs, uh, the same, you know, he runs ads too for his, uh, attendees. He's saying it's $9, uh, for me, you know, I can't even get people right now. So that's how much I suck. So, um, do you, do you know why there's a discrepancy or do you think it's just mainly because of retargeting? What is it exactly? 
Yeah, I think it definitely has to come down to the retargeting and your targeting methods on Facebook, whether it's people with higher income or based on country, because obviously you can fill up a webinar real quick if you're just going to try and get people from India. They probably won't buy, but you're going to get a lot of people watching. And then uh, it's going to be more expensive to go after people in Australia or Canada. And then it's going to be the most expensive if you're only focusing on the United States. And again, it all depends on if you're doing retargeting and how big of a list or people you have come into your site already that will actually see your ads. And of course, it also comes down to your budget too. So if you're only spending $5 per day and you're trying to get 100 people into your webinar, you're going to have to be spending a lot more than that because you're looking at potentially $1 to $2 per click. Got it. And how much do you think you're spending you know, uh, for, for each webinar? It's usually around three to 600 per webinar. And the product costs four ninety seven for lifetime access, which is what we promote through the uh, webinar to people. And I'm usually getting one to three signups per webinar. So it really depends on how much you want to spend and what else is going on. But if I'm doing two per week, I'm going to spend less money per webinar and more money in total. Got it. Okay. Great. Now, you know, there's all this, you know, I'm staring at, uh, you know, ZachJohnson.com, blogon.com. You got all this stuff going on right now. So I guess what's next for, uh, what's next for Zach Johnson? Yeah. So right now I'm working on ZachJohnson.com and cleaning up the site, going through all the older content because I started the site in 2007 and a lot of it is outdated. So I want to update it so people can find the content and it's actually more useful to them and not really reading content from years ago. And then all that's going to tie back into blogging.org, which is my main focus right now because I want to build that community around it and also rise the entrepreneur. So the good thing is all three of the site properties and projects I'm working on really tie into each other. So that's pretty much what I'm going to be working on for pretty much all of 2015 and, and beyond. Got it. Okay. So I'm, I'm staring at you know Zach Johnson right now and you know, their, the, the website and there's some ads on there. And some affiliates talk about, hey, you know, why should you be running ads when you should, can just be running the ads back to your product or you know the webinars that you're running? So well, what's your take on that? Because you're actually running ads right now. Yeah, so I've in 2007 when I started the site, I did a case study and it was to see how much uh, traffic I can get to the site without placing any advertising on it at all. And that was just by making money through writing articles and showing people how to make money online. And that actually worked out quite well. And since launching the blog, I've referred over $3 million in referred earnings to Neverblue. So basically people came to my site, I said, sign up to Neverblue ads and here's how to promote offers. And they ended up generating over $3 million for Neverblue in the process. And I would get 2% 2 back in commission from referring them to there. So that was mostly through in-text advertising and tutorials and showing people how to do it. But at the same time, I have branding uh, partners and advertisers who want that same branding exposure as well. So I have deals with them where I'll place banner ads on the site. So you can look at the stats and they're happy with it. And I don't see anything incremental on my end that says that those banners are really taking away from the other areas of the site. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Now, you know, you're... Again, you're, you know, there's so much stuff going on. You know, you're doing the podcast, you're writing, and all that stuff. So I'm just wondering, you know, what does the typical day in the life of Zach Johnson look like? Yeah, so I'll wake up in the morning, go on the computer, check my email, and then I already have a few things that I need to take care of for the day. Whether it's writing a few blog posts, connecting with people on Facebook, and they're all pretty much things that I can take throughout the day. So. I'm not one of those people that really has a set plan and uses uh, software and apps to say I'm going to be the most productive I can. I pretty much just take care of things as they come up. 
and I have my priorities, like anything that needs to be taken care of with those three sites or the podcasts that I have. I have podcasts scheduled in for me to be on other shows. And those are really the only things that are in stone throughout the month that I have to take care of and maybe any other speaking engagements or meetings. But beyond that, I'm pretty much just taking care of business, monetizing different things, optimizing sites, creating content as it comes along. All right. Now, was there at any point in time where any of the stuff that you were doing was kind of on the on the brink of failure? Uh, yeah, I've, I would say that there's tons of projects that I've created that have just, I've said, okay, this is going to be the next big thing. And then it just fizzled out to be nothing. And uh, let's see, I had one website, uh, a MySpace resource site that I ended up creating. And it just took off like crazy and it ended up generating over a million dollars within a year's time. And that was all profit. But as everybody started leaving MySpace to go to Facebook, it just kind of fizzled out. So that's one example of having something big that pretty much fizzled out and went to nothing. And at the same time, there's other projects that you start and you think they're going to be great, but then they just really turn into nothing. Whether it be because you lose focus and you get spread too thin or if there's really no way to monetize that or you're just not an expert in that space. So it's all about failure and learning how to turn your other failures into success. Okay. Now on that note, what would you say your success rate is? I would say probably any online entrepreneur is probably around 5 to 10% success rate. But when you do hit success, they wipe out all those failures multiple times over. That's true, right? All you need to do is hit one. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Now, the sales funnel, I, w- I want to jump back around and talk about the sales funnel because that's something, uh, you know, the, the, tech, the tech industry doesn't talk about a lot, you know, having good copywriting and, and sales funnels. You just don't see that often. Um, so, you know, what, uh, what are some good resources for people to really improve on, on, you know, just creating a better sales funnel in general? Yeah, I would say the best way to learn is to actually create a separate email account and then just join all of the top sites out there, like the, the marketers and the bloggers that you already listen to and you pay attention to them. Create a new email account, put your email address into their pop-up form, their newsletter subscriber, whatever, and then go back to that account in maybe a few weeks or a month from now. And you'd be surprised at how many emails are in there. And you can actually look at the flow process that they have in there. And anybody who starts throwing ads at you right away, they're doing it the wrong way because you got to build that relationship first. And make it more personable and give them free advice and resources along the way. So since everybody's in a different niche and has different people they follow, I would say just create that new email account, sign up to everybody that's within your niche and learn what they're doing. And you're going to be able to tell right away which ones of them are doing it right by how they actually make you feel when you read those emails. Okay, cool. Fair enough. And okay. So just switching gears here for a second, you know, what's, what's one piece of advice you'd give to your 25 year old self? I would say to stay focused on whatever it is that you're working on because the internet is so crazy because you could be online and then you read an article about someone who's making 10,000 a day in mobile. Then you read another article about someone who's making 10,000 a day doing Facebook ads and you're already making good money online, but then you see that and you're like, oh, I wonder if I could do that as well. And then you start trying to do other different things and at the same time, you're losing focus on what's already making you successful. So I started back in 1995 and if I was creating something amazing back then and it was something that I could still be developing today, imagine how huge that would be 20 years later. So it's all about the end game and not to try and make a million dollars overnight. So stay focused on what you're good at and just keep pushing it. Got it. Yeah, it's, it's staying consistent, right? You know, you can't have the, the ADD entrepreneur, you know, going on. Yeah, right. Cool. Who would you say is your idol and why? Yeah, I just recently had my dad on my 50th episode of The Rise of the Entrepreneur. 
And he's always been there for me, my whole family and everybody, my wife, they've always been there for me. But my dad, when I was in high school, we flew across the country from New Jersey to California, went to Commission Junction University while I was still in high school. And that's when I was running my internet business. And we got to just go alongside of all these huge dot-com companies and everything. And he's always been going to conferences with me and he's just a great guy. And I always look up to him for everything. Cool. Yeah. It's not the, not the typical Elon Musk response. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, okay. Now what's one productivity hack you can share with the audience? Productivity hack. I would say you just got to stay on yourself. Like it, it's probably not like a secret tool or whatever that people want to hear, but your success is based on how much work you put into it. And it's very easy in this space to get lackadaisical. And if you're making 10 to $20 on a campaign and you're happy with that, that might make you money for a couple of weeks and then it'll fizzle out to nothing. But at the same time, once you scale up to a hundred to $200 per day in earnings, that's going to fizzle out and you can't relax in this industry because as long as you're relaxing, somebody else out there is working to get ahead of you. Couldn't agree more. Okay. And what's one must read book you'd recommend to everyone? I would say a book that not a lot of people know about is The Freaks Shall Inherit the Earth by Chris Brogan. And I don't read a ton of books, but I read this one and it was pretty fun. And it's all about understanding business opportunities and entrepreneurship from a different angle than what other people really think about. So one of the examples in the book is how to make money with bands. And a lot of people are always trying to make money promoting bands and selling things to them, but most bands don't have money. And then when they do have money and they're successful, they don't want to go to somebody who they don't know and they already have agents and everything. So the concept of trying to sell to people and at what point they are, that's all what the book is all about. So it's a great read. Okay, great. And, you know, Zach, final question for you. What's the best way for people to find you online? Yeah, best way for people to find me is to just go to Google, type in Zach Johnson, Z-A-C Johnson, or they can go to ZachJohnson.com. And I'm pretty much Zach Johnson anywhere on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere else. So you can find me at blogging.org, Zach Johnson, and Rise of the Entrepreneur on iTunes. All right, everybody. This is Zach Johnson. Zach, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. What's the number one problem all businesses face? It's not sales, marketing, or product market fit. It's hiring. We know just how hard it is. So we've compiled 25 hiring tips from top CEOs that I've interviewed here on Growth Everywhere and put it into a free resource just for you. Text 25 tips to 33 444 to get the free resource now. Again, it is 25 to number 25 tips, T I P S, to double three, triple four, and you'll get the free resource. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to take action and continue growing.